Welcome to Marie Manucherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 16 years of professional healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My medical background combined with intuitive insights and skill in moving energy have been a catalyst for transformation in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. and welcome to the Marie Menu Cherry Show. We are live here in Seattle. Actually, a kind of a nice day. It's a little overcast, but it's not pouring down rain. It's not freezing. Although I did make all my cats come in the house before I left because I'm not going to get home till late tonight. <laughs> Eric, do you let your cats out? Or I don't. They're indoor cats. They're indoor cats. Yeah. Although I remember when I was on, I think, Sage, uh, which was a radio show before I mm-hmm. had my own, and your cats had been missing for a long time, one of them at well, least. Yeah, there was a, one of my cats uh, took a little uh, vacation there for a, a little long, while. How long was that vacation? He went traveling for a few months. Months, but I he, know. He, oh we got my him back gosh. And, uh, he's been inside ever since. So. <laughs> yeah, thank goodness. Well, Huck and Finn are inside today, too. Probably not that thrilled about it. But at any rate, um, one of the things we're going to have inside the radio show today is we're going to have the author of The Body Ecology Diet, Donna Gates. One of my favorite books. I've been reading it for years. It's in its 10th edition, over 180,000 copies sold. It's, it's a fabulous book to learn how to balance the ecology of your intestinal tract, which, as you know from when we interviewed Dr. Merritt, um, our kind of a regular naturopath here on the mm-hmm. show, that 80% of our health and our immunity is in our intestinal tract. So Donna Gates is a nutritional consultant, author, and lecturer, has helped thousands of people overcome candida and other immune system disorders. Her book, The Body Ecology Diet, was written after years of research to find a cure for her own candida-related health problems. Frustrated with conventional medicine, she embarked on a long course of study into many different healing concepts, including ancient Chinese medicine, macrobiotics, natural hygiene, raw foods, and mega supplement therapy, incorporating the most beneficial components of each concept into her own system of health and healing. Her secrets inspire, or her success and secrets, inspired her to share it with others. Much more than a diet, body ecology offers a constantly expanding body of knowledge that focuses on the benefits of establishing and maintaining an inner ecosystem, eating fermented foods and allowing the BED, that's what people call it for short, the BED, Body Ecology Diet Principles lays down a foundation for health as it is essential to wellness. Welcome, Donna. Thank you, Maria. I'm so glad to be invited back. Yeah, I know. I, 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 it's so fun having a radio show and then interviewing people that you don't know, but you've loved their books or things about them. Really, it's always a thrill for me. So I'm grateful that you agreed to come back on the show. Well, this is an interesting topic today, an important one, so I'm really, really glad to share this information with everyone. I agree. And I was actually, my assistant, Elisa, Alyssa, and I were talking before we came into the show, and I've known about Candidas for a long time because I obviously had a problem or I wouldn't have read your book years ago. Uh, yeah. And everyone. Yeah, right. And lots of people do. And um, Alyssa was telling me how she ha- didn't really know some of the information. So I'm really excited to even go over, and you had already sent me some questions that were directly related to that, about what Candida is. Well, and you know, the book is um, The Nuts and Bolts of How to Eat to Overcome It. Diet is really, really critical. But And of course, I wrote the book a while ago, and I have revised it a number of times. That's why Ten times. Editions. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but there's so much to know about it, and it's like I never quit learning. And there's, I'm so excited to share a lot of new information 
that people won't find anywhere. So this is great that we're doing this. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so did you did you just ask me? You didn't ask me. Oh, I'll wait for you to ask questions. No, you no, didn't yeah. Ask me what is candida? Did you? Well, well, I mean, I know what it is, and you know, for I think a lot of our listeners are fairly well educated in their health, but there's still a lot of people still waking up to the whole idea of how important the intestinal tract is. And so, yeah, candida, um, an overgrowth of yeast, but it's much more than that, too, isn't it? I mean, how, how, would, how else would you describe it? Well, a lot of people think that, you know, a woman will say, oh, I know I have a yeast infection. I know what you're talking about because I had a vaginal yeast infection off and on all my life. Or, you know, some, a man might say, oh, yeah, that's what the jock is that I, why I'm scratching all the time, or I know I have tongue, to, the toenail fungus I have is the jock, is, is, is candidiasis. But people don't realize <clears throat> that's actually a serious, <clears throat> excuse me, a serious systemic infection. That means it is in your bloodstream. And it's, uh, therefore, if it's in your bloodstream, it literally is going through the entire body, affecting all the organs in the body. Um, so systemic means in the blood. And uh, it can either be a low-grade infection uh, or it can become, uh, you know, it can flare up at times, and it can even become so acute you can die from it. And that does happen all the time. Two particular times when it becomes quite acute is when a person has cancer. And right. actually the, the candidiasis comes first and uh, before they mm-hmm. develop cancer. So mm-hmm. they have it in their body for sure. But then they, they have chemo, right. which suppresses their immune system, or radiation, which suppresses it, or sometimes both. And then their immune system is down, really slammed. And then at that point, the yeast, you know, really become an even more serious infection and become acute. And the person frequently dies from the fungal infection, but the birth certificate will say, you know, they died from cancer because they had cancer. So basically the pharmaceutical companies are not really telling us the truth about that. The other new thing that probably most people will have never heard of and something that I discovered after my years of research working with autistic children and, you know, learning how to help them recover, is I kept thinking, why, you know, they all have, every single one of them has candidiasis. Wow. And um, and their mothers will tell you, oh, yeah, you know, I definitely really have it. And, and then um, I started, you know, trying to understand where does autism come from and even tracing it back into the womb, and then to begin to discover that babies can be infected in the womb from their mothers. And then I became, became very, very clear that while the baby is, while we are in the womb, we could become infected with this candidiasis uh, that early. And so mothers are basically passing it to their babies, probably have been for hundreds and, hundreds, you know, forever. Right. I mean, even back in the days of Hippocrates, mm-hmm. he was treating babies for thrush. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it was around for a long time. It just reached its peak of being a serious, serious problem for so many people because we've had such widespread use of antibiotics and the diet we're eating and everything. It's just made, like, everybody has it today. But I think that more of it today is coming from actually uh, being born with it. Hmm. Uh, and many people will say, you know, I think maybe I did. I had digestive problems. I Lots of diaper rashes. Cradle cap is another sign, you know that the baby's born with it, obviously thrush, but I think many people will say, you know, I think I might have had this all my life long. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so when we're having an overgrowth of yeast or this particular type of yeast in our body, then we're having an undergrowth of the other bacteria that we really need to help balance it. Yes, if it's in the gut, the good bacteria in your um, in the digestive tract really can't form and create that important interacco system that's so critical um, you know, it's, it's a, 
the the um, all the bacteria all that bacteria that forms that creates the inner ecosystem is critical for creating the um, to have an immune system. About seventy five eighty percent of our immune system is determined by um, the health of our gut. I know. I find that and, fascinating, actually, and, and amazing too. At the same time, we don't have to maybe work so hard on looking at every other little thing going on. We really just need to spend a lot of time focusing on our digestion and what we're you know, putting into our bodies. But, you know, this is the really critical thing to know about candida, and this is why I don't think people truly understand how serious this infection is, how difficult it is to overcome. I know that because people will start on the diet, and then they start having all their symptoms disappear. They feel fabulous, and then think, okay, I can move into stage two now. You know, I can start eating a lot, going back to eating a lot of cookies. Now, maybe I've made them, you know, with gluten-free flour and not so much sugar or something, but you can't do that if you mm-hmm. really want to get this candida under control. Um, it's like the herpes virus. It doesn't really ever leave your body, mm-hmm. and it can flare back up at any time, any time you, you become too acidic. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, and the yeast are so incredibly clever. They have the ability literally to destroy our immune system, to constantly mm-hmm. suppress it. Mm-hmm. So that it can, we can never, we can't build up the immunity right. to overcome them. Right. You know, they want to stay alive. They do things, um, you know, so that they survive inside of our body. And so, the conquering of this condition is not an easy thing to do. And we, we've, I've spent years, you know, twenty years really researching and understanding and them and the infection and then the the diet that's necessary and. Uh, and you have to build that immune system, though, by, and you have to have this inner ecosystem in place with lots of friendly bacteria, and then even the foods that are, that are essential that you have to eat to do that. Um, people need to know that, too. Yeah, and you really are enjoying um, kefir-type products, and you mentioned um, in your bio here one with young coconut kefir. Uh, well, I've done... Um, everything I can to bring fermented, interesting <laughs> fermented foods back to people. I said they're ancient foods that we just didn't have in our country. Uh, even in countries like Japan where they eat fermented foods, they've abandoned the foods because they don't understand their importance. But the fermented foods, and one of those is coconut kefir, and that's one I actually created, didn't exist before. Mm. Um, so I took coconut water and everybody was drinking it, lots of people, raw food, and I thought, oh, it's so good for you. And I thought, well, it's loaded with sugar, you know, and I could see ah. people aging and, they, and go actually getting worse, but believing with all their heart it was a good thing to be drinking this coconut water. But I thought, you know, it's really a good thing to ferment because it's, it's like a good, it's, the sugar would be good for the microflora. So I tried it, and sure enough, it fermented into this kind of champagne-like drink. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, and then it just has, now it's kind of made its way all over the world and people uh, use it. It's been a real important part of the recovery for a lot of children with, who have autism that have recovered. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So for our listeners who um, may not understand about the fermented foods, a lot of beautiful bacteria and probiotics are created when f- certain foods are fermented. And I think you're most well-known for f- um, addressing or suggesting fermenting cabbage, actually. Really? Uh, it's interesting. I never know what I'm known for. Um, <laughs> well, that's what well, I remember when, I, when I've when i read your, you know, several editions of your book is, is the cabbage. 
That's interesting. Um, and, you know, fermented cabbage is really, really ancient. I mean, <laughs> Captain took, took it on his voyages, and he'd go out to sea for a couple of years, and then they wouldn't, they wouldn't have any land for months and months at a time. So he had barrels of fermented cabbage down below. The Germans eat it, mm. the Russians, um, mm-hmm. even the Chinese. It's just something all over the world people had for a long time, but we didn't have it right. in the U.S. Oh, we, we had something called sauerkraut. And so I'd say in the beginning, I'd say, well, you need to eat sauerkraut, meaning live cultured vegetables, and people would run into their grocery store and buy this pasteurized stuff in a jar that was with vinegar and everything. I thought, no, 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 that's not it. So I changed the name to cultured vegetables. Okay. (laughs) And then began teaching people how to make it. And yeah, it's amazing because, you know, slowly but surely, more and more people uh, got into it, and they're really, really special. Um, So it's just fermented cabbage or cabbage and other vegetables like carrots and garlic and ginger and Sea vegetables, and I, I often like to make them with uh, kale. Um, the cruciferous family is extremely cleansing, and anytime you ferment something, you increase its benefits hundreds of times. So, if you start off with a cruciferous vegetables like cabbage and say kale and so on, and you ferment them, now you have they're even more cleansing. And so, cultured vegetables are extremely important right now because we need to cleanse our body of a lot of toxins. But also, um, you know, they, they're rich in, believe it or not, they're actually rich in vitamin C. Cabbage mm. is a great source of vitamin C. That's mm. why Captain Cook took it on his voyages, because scur- people died of scurvy right away if they didn't get some vitamin C. And that's how they got their vitamin C for months at a time when they didn't have land around them. But when you ferment the uh, cabbage with the vitamin C, you get, you increase the, the vitamin C content that's getting into your body hundreds of times. Because it's ferment. It's a f- fermenting is easier to digest. It's loaded with beneficial bacteria. It's better than raw. Like all the people out there mm. that think raw is good for you, many people can't digest raw foods, but right. everybody can digest the fermented foods. That's really even, true. Even little children. And we actually in- introduce the juice of the fermented vegetables to babies soon after they're born mm-hmm. so that they can get that good, healthy bacteria that's in them down in their gut, mm-hmm. and then they can digest their mother's milk real well and... Mm-hmm. Start that inner ecosystem, build that immune system. It's, it's really, I think, there's not enough attention on preventing autism. You know, we're talking about how we help these kids recover, but we need to focus on preventing autism, and that is done by building a really strong, healthy baby, strong immune system, and building that inner ecosystem in the gut. Great. And, and that's what we teach people how to do. Great. Well, we're going to take a break here on the Marie Menu Cherry Show, and we'll be right back. We're talking with... Donna Gates, the author of The Body Ecology Diet. Are you looking for tools to enhance your life or to bring those things you desire into your life? Marie offers a variety of CDs to help you do just that. Get acquainted with your seven primary chakras and balance your human energy system. Or is embracing your intuition what you're looking to learn? Or would you rather focus on a healthy immune system? These CDs and more are available through Marie's website at energyintuitive.com. For a complete list of CDs available and their descriptions, please visit Marie's website today. There's an exciting new astrology hour, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. with Deborah Silberman. Deborah's unique blend of psychology and astrology turns planetary language into plain English. Join us for an interactive hour that's guaranteed to give you personal insights in a fun and entertaining way. Tune in to Deborah Silberman Live. Whatever your life question, marriage, job, family, relocation, or just curiosity, call for a live reading Tuesdays at 5 p.m. And visit Deborah's website at DebraSilbermanAstrology.com. 
Going against the grain has never been so much fun. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And welcome back to the Marine Manu Cherry Show. We are live here in Seattle, and we're talking with author Donna Gates of the Body Ecology book. And we have people on our phone lines. So who do we have, Eric? We do. We've got Natalie on the line right now calling from Tequila. Hi, Natalie. Hi, Marie and Donna. Hello. Hi. So what can we do for you? Um, I uh, actually, this, is, this subject is just perfect for my question. Uh, I'm about 10 weeks pregnant, and ever since I became pregnant, I've had started having issues with my digestion, specifically constipation, um, not to mention, you know, the morning sickness and a little bit of it. Not, It's not terribly bad, but um, just it feels like my digestive tract is, has been switched off. I have never, never, ever in my life have had uh, problems with, you know, just digesting food and gas and all that kind of stuff. And now it's just constant. So um, a lot of great information. I was going to ask you about where I can get recipes for all these great things you've mentioned, probably from your book, but also if um, I was wondering if there is maybe an emotional component to my problems or um, what's yeah, causing um- well, I'm glad you asked this question because I, I, this is a subject that is I'm most passionate about. I am so committed to helping moms create beautiful, healthy babies that uh, it's a, my favorite thing to talk about is pregnancy. And, and you're in the most important time in your baby's life. Like you'll never be able to give your baby um, the rest of your life. You can give them wonderful home and family life and, you know, great schools and all that, but nothing is as important as the time that you're spending with your baby right now. And so creating a really healthy, nourishing diet while your baby's in the womb is the most important thing you can do. And the diet, and our diet's phenomenal for that. But the constipation that happens is very common. I mean, every woman will experience this. And it's kind of nature's way of protecting your baby because when a woman becomes pregnant, you'll, you'll, you know this, her, heart, her progesterone levels start to climb. And, and, they, and they need to be higher and higher and higher. They'll be 200 times eventually, 200 times higher than normal at, toward the end of the pregnancy. But the progesterone is going to hold the baby into your womb there and make sure that everything stays in place and grows like it's supposed to. But the progesterone starts to slow down your peristaltic movement. And it also supports your thyroid, which is really important. But that slowing down of the peristaltic movement is for a purpose. The um, you know, once upon a time we didn't have access to supermarkets and we couldn't go get all this food that we can get today. Most women, you know, you had to work hard to get your food. You might have to shoot the rabbit or go out and milk the cow or you know get grow vegetables. It was much much harder for human beings to get food. And so when a, so nature slowed down everything going through her digestive tract, so that baby had nutri- nutrients longer, and and. And so you're feeling constipated, but that's a natural thing. Now, however, you don't want to stay constipated at all through the pregnancy because that means that your own detoxification pathways are not working efficiently, and so toxins in your body can't leave like they should. And so, and unfortunately, we are very, very toxic people today. We live in a very toxic world. 
So we really need to get those toxins out. So the constipation is not serving you well or any pregnant mother well at this time. And so I recommend um, that people even learn to do home enemas. It's an old-fashioned concept that I'm really big on bringing back, and you put minerals in the water, and you uh, rinse out whatever on the left side of the colon, you know, which normally would come out if you, if you did go to the bathroom, and, um, and keep that moving out of your body so that those toxins can continue, uh, constantly flow out, and then your baby won't be collecting those toxins. Babies born today, especially the first baby, gets the most to- the first baby gets the most toxins. And um, when they test uh, the umbilical cord blood or test pregnant women, they have hundreds of all the dangerous toxins that are today are in 100% of our mothers. Just a recent study that showed that again. And and so mothers need to be very mindful of moving those toxins out, don't let them accumulate. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, the fermented foods that we were talking about earlier, Maria and I, was, or, are very important because they will help with constipation a lot. Uh, those friendly bacteria in there, they're doing really important things to make sure that you're well-nourished and therefore the baby's well-nourished too. Wonderful. Great. What's your opinion about colonics? I have tried enemas and not very successful at it. Maybe I don't have enough skill or just need to do it more, but I was wondering if, if maybe like a colonic would help well, maybe an occasional okay. <clears throat> The um, International Association of Colon Therapists have all been trained not to give colonics to a pregnant woman because they're very, uh. very careful to, you know, they want to keep their reputation of being uh, as colon therapy as being a very safe practice, safe mm-hmm. therapy. Um, however, <laughs> You know, I think um, many women do, particularly if they were getting colonics before, and, you know, the uh, pregnancy is well-established. Um, the colon therapist, if they do a very slow fill, and, you know, uh, the, I know many people have done uh, colonics throughout their pregnancy and have been uh, benefited tremendously from them. I'll just say that. So mm-hmm. you'll have to do some, you know, some research making on your own <laughs> yeah. and find a really good colon therapist and, 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 and find one that's willing to do it. Um, a lot of times if a woman ideally began doing the colonics beforehand, so she's already gotten a lot of toxins out before she conceives, mm-hmm. and she's real comfortable with them, uh, and she's going to a colon therapist already, you know, it's easy for her to continue on. But, you know, you just decide what's right for you and your baby. Okay, that's that makes a lot of sense. I think I, I was, I'm not as... Um, maybe toxic. This is my second pregnancy, but uh, ever since Mm -hmm. my daughter was born uh, and she had eczema and we start checking our diet and adding more juices, including like green greens and smoothies with greens in them. And we've had doing, we've been doing that for the past two and a half years. So I feel that maybe, um, you know, my body's a little bit less toxic than it was mm-hmm. during mm-hmm. the first pregnancy. Definitely. But, again, in the first pregnancy, I didn't experience um, problems with constipation as, as much as this time, and it was, I was just mm-hmm. shocked, <laughs> just a little shocked. Yes. To, yeah, uh, sometimes, problems. sometimes what happens um, with the first baby is, you know, your uterus grows bigger and bigger, and then all the organs get pushed up out of place naturally, making room mm-hmm. for the baby. And then the baby comes down, and then everything kind of drops into place. 
drops back again. And um, sometimes material is trapped in there at that time. That's why a lot of women gain weight after their baby's born. Mm. And then um, if you, uh, I'm very big on women having colonics after the birth of their baby, especially because then you'll have very clean, much cleaner milk. And you can make sure that anything that, begin, that does get kind of blocked can be cleaned out. But um, maybe that's even happened and so you're not eliminating as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there may be more progesterone in this pregnancy. It's really hard to say, but... Um, um, there's a lot of things that cause constipation. You know, when the liver is congested, um, when you have low stomach acid, I, most people don't have enough stomach acid, and stomach acid is really important for helping to extract minerals from food. So the more mineral deficient we, be, we become, the more acidic we become. Um, constipation causes the body to become acidic, too. So, you know, there's a, a congested liver causes constipation, um, uh, underactive thyroid causes it, and and oftentimes, you know, the thyroid has to work really, really hard during a pregnancy, as and the adrenals do too. So you may need a lot of support for your adrenals and thyroid. Mm-hmm. We have a great product for um, two great products. One's called Ancient Earth Minerals for the thyroid and the adrenals, and then another one called Ocean Plant Extract that's also good for the thyroid. And I would absolutely take those when I was pregnant. You know, I think we that. I think the adrenal part is because, Natalie, I've been looking at your body mm-hmm. and because you asked about the emotional component. And so I think the adrenal idea is great because the one thing I picked up is fear. It's like it's funny how because you're a mother of a child already. So you've already been through the whole situation, even a birth. But for some reason, when I'm in your energy system, I feel a lot of fear. So whether it's because you know too much this time, (laughs) (laughs) right, you know it's going to hurt no matter what, or you know that you're not going to get enough sleep, or you know the responsibility of what it is to raise a child, but you have a lot of fear in your body that I'm sensing anyway. And you have an old pattern that you started when you were 10 that you ended somewhere in your late teens, early 20s of going in that fight or flight response. And your body's kind of gone back into some of that patterning now. So I think the adrenal spark support could make a huge difference since in Chinese medicine, fear has a lot to do with the kidneys and that those particular glands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah, good. Great call. That's a good idea. <laughs> Thank you so much. Just a lot of wonderful information. And I will uh, check out your book and maybe the website and just hopefully get some recipes and get started. Thank you and so much. And in your adrenals because I think Maria's right on. It's really interesting to do the reflection and say, where is the fear coming from? The weaker the adrenals become, the more fearful we we lose courage. We're, you know, people with strong adrenals have a lot of courage. So it could be, you know, it's kind of like not a chicken and egg thing. You know, both is happening. Your adrenals could be getting weaker naturally. They're stressed now with carrying a baby. And there could be concerns over how are you going to, you know, afford the baby or mm-hmm. things like right. that. So I think that's brilliant what, what Maria just said. Thank you. Thank you, Natalie. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, of course, a lot of with the fermentation and and what happens in our body, and, of course, the immune system has a lot to do with the small intestines, but you talk about, you know, how important colon health is in playing in removing candida from the body. Well, the the largest um, part of the inner inner ecosystem is in the colon, Mm. and that's where your bifidus bacteria and many other bacteria live as well, but the bifidus bacteria are the predominant bacteria in a healthy large intestine. And the acidophilus are um, the predominant bacteria in the small intestine. Oh, wow. Um, but mm. there's much, there's not a lot of bacteria in the 
small intestine until you get down to the very end of it. Mm. And then there's more about, you know, there's a good, good bit there, but then there, you kind of step from there, you go from the small intestine into the large intestine where there's a huge amount of microflora live. Wow. Um, yeah, so you, you want healthy. Um, I think one of the most important things that people don't understand about digestion is you've got to have stomach acid. It, it uh, hydrochloric acid, it doesn't digest the protein in your stomach. Mm-hmm. It um, only stimulates, the, the ca- uh, it acts as a catalyst to stimulate the pepsin to mm-hmm. begin to digest your protein. Then whatever you've eaten moves into the small intestine and there at the beginning of the small intestine, bile comes down from the liver that helps digest fat, but also these other important enzymes come into play called trypsin and chymotrypsin they start to digest the rest of the protein, the fats and the, and the carbohydrates that you've eaten, mm-hmm. if you've eaten quinoa mm-hmm. rice mm-hmm. or something. Okay, then uh, if you, the, the hydrochloric acid actually activates those enzymes too. So it's real important to have the um, hydrochloric acid. Uh, and then I also am a big believer in actually taking enzymes that work specifically in the small intestine. It's like an extra insurance if you want to... Uh, be sure that you've got these enzymes in there that digest, uh, help you digest in your stomach what's there, which is protein. And then you've got the enzymes that are going to help you make sure you digest food when it's in your small intestine. And then that, that makes a huge difference. When well-digested food moves on down and into the colon, then you don't have as much gas and bloating and uh, then you have the microflora in there. That's how you create a healthy interaction. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that, m- that most of... Yeah, I... and. and- I had no idea, though, that most of um, the bacteria that you're looking for to get to remove candidas is actually in the colon. I just, for some reason, I always thought it was all in the small intestinal tract. That's fascinating, which really shows how you really do have to pay attention to your diet and supplements you're taking, because we're talking about 25 feet of travel before you get into the colon. So that's a, you know, you really do need to be diligent and consistent in, in what you're doing for your health. That's, I find that fascinating. You know, the, the gut is where real health origi- originated from. Mm-hmm. You know, people say disease begins in the colon. Health begins there. Mm-hmm. And, in the ca- you know, like in the case of Natalie calling in with her baby, she's going to have, uh, a, she's going to learn so much while she's pregnant. And then her baby's going to be born. And, and her other uh, little daughter that's been born already, um, the these babies are going to have a chance to start life really, really healthy. That's what we need to do. It's difficult to correct, say, in my case, I'm 64, you know, and so, uh, you know, it's a whole lot harder to take somebody that's in their 40s, 50s, 60s and fix them than it is to start a, start life perfectly and give mm-hmm. them the nourishment mm-hmm. they need. That's mm-hmm. what we need to be doing mm-hmm. for our children and mm-hmm. grandchildren. And I also was wondering if you were talking about the hydrochloric acid in the stomach, it's because of the overuse of medication we have now, either over-the-counter or prescription, to decrease the hydrochloric acid because so many people are having uh, heartburn and all of those things. No, the hydrochloric mm. acid is, um, well, people are taking things like Nexium and right. Prilosec because they're having reflux and poor digestion, so they right. think that's the answer. It is not the I answer. know, I know. And they're um, putting themselves in more risk without that hydrochloric acid because they're reducing the amount of acid that they're producing from the medication, correct? Well, well yeah, well, yeah, yeah, they're, um, exactly, it's exactly what they don't want. Right. But 
why do they have low stomach acid to begin with? Well, the more acidic our body becomes, the less our stomach is going to produce stomach acid. And it's, it's kind of a vicious circle sets into place because the hydrochloric acid um, is going to help you extract minerals. Well, if you're not extracting minerals, you're going to be more acidic more mm. acidic, mm-hmm. and then you won't produce stomach acid. Mm. Um, and then another thing that I discovered from connecting a bunch of dots, different pieces of research out there, is that um, when you don't digest, when you don't break the, stomach, the protein down properly and you don't digest protein, you become protein malnourished. Even if you're eating a whole bunch of protein, you have it all day long. If you're not digesting it, you will become protein malnourished as far as the cells are concerned. And when you become protein malnourished, your cortisol levels go up. And cortisol makes us nervous and high-strung and kind of have that fight-or-flight um, you know, feeling that you were just talking about. And, and so we become even more acidic. Um, we, you know, it literally changes our whole personality. We, it's difficult to relax and turn off our mind. We're kind of worried and nervous all the time. We can't sleep well. And, and all of that, you know... Um, if you go back to the beginning of that, what, um, oh, well, the cortisol also raises the sugar in our blood. And so when the sugar goes up, then we feed the yeast. We become even more acidic. Actually, the yeast will eat, um, they need minerals too, so they eat the minerals from your body. Hmm. If you trace all that back to the very beginning, it starts with this low stomach acid. You know, so it's really, really important to use these digestive enzymes and digest the food in your stomach and you know, start it there, do it properly, get that hydrochloric acid into your digestive tract, which is why, again, I created an enzyme for that. But, um, but I, and, you know, there's plenty of enzymes on the market that will give you hydrochloric acid. Um, people just don't know, understand the importance of using them so they're not buying them. And I think it's one of the most important places to spend your money is on digestive enzymes. They're kind of basic foundational things along with the fermented foods. They're basic foundational foods that, supplements or whatever products, you really need to be putting these in first. And if, you're, if money's an issue, which it is for so many, many people today, then, then spend your money where it's going to do the most important good. Wonderful. I just, I love all of that. And I found that fascinating about the cortisol. We're going to take a break here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show, and we'll be right back with author Donna Gates. The Healing from Within, Supporting a Healthy Brain DVD is now available for purchase. Marie and Dr. Sheila Dunn-Merritt's third DVD covers the human brain in its entirety. They describe the brain as being a universe filled with multi-sensory abilities. Learn why neurotransmitters and serotonin levels can affect your mood. Gain knowledge about what vitamins and minerals are imperative to healthy aging. Exercises and meditations are included. If you haven't picked up your copy of the first two DVDs on detoxification or heart health, they're available online at www.energyintuitive.com or by calling 425-825-5671. Coming in the new year, Hormone Health, the final DVD in the series. 
The Gary Mann Show, it's the home of mastery and mystery. Starting January 1, the Gary Mann Show moves to its winter home. Look for our Sunday night show on Saturday morning at 11 a.m., directly following Manson Mitchell in the morning. We'll return to Sunday nights in the spring, but find us every Saturday during wintertime from 11 to 1. Sunscreen optional. That's Manson Mitchell in the morning at 10 a.m. Saturdays. Followed by the Gary Mann Show at 11 a.m. If you want to know how to get in touch with Marie or find out what's on her calendar, there are a variety of ways to find out. Become Marie's friend on Facebook or follow her on Twitter. Sign up for Marie's free newsletter. Each quarter, she writes an in-depth article and responds to Dear Marie questions. Email Marie if you'd like your question to be answered in an upcoming edition. Also, be sure to check out Marie's website in January. The class schedule for 2011 will be posted along with a complete website makeover. For more information, visit Marie's website, energyintuitive.com, or call 425-825-5671. The search is over. you found the station that's not afraid to be different. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We are live here in Seattle. A gorgeous day. And I also wanted to say um, congratulations to our people who um, received a CD or DVD on Tuesday because we are giving away CDs and DVDs on the show. Thank you, everyone. This is our third year on the air. Now, how do people win the CDs or the they DVDs? They call in. They oh, okay. call in, and then we put their name in a hat, and then we pull out three names, and then we send them whatever they want. Either So everybody that calls into the yeah. show gets entered to win. They, yes, I, I don't thank think we you. explained that enough. Yeah. That's why I'm trying Eric, to spread so this off. You're so good at filling in the blanks. <laughs> I so appreciate that. And and I have seven CDs and four DVDs. So you want to go to the website, get online, look at what I have, so you can choose. Mm-hmm. You get to choose whatever you want. And we're grateful for all of the people who listen to the show, and of course all of our callers. And and so we have Kelly, Maureen, and Marie who on on Tuesday. And thank you so much. Yeah. So, and- and, and before Wait. we go to the calls, I want to give out the number okay, one sure. time here on the show, uh, 425-373-5527 or toll free at 877-825-8828. And we've got Jerry from Issaquah on the line right now. Hey, Jerry. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I understand the uh, the relationship between alcoholism, diabetes, and being hooked on sugar. How does one get off sugar? That's a great question. Um, Without a lot of fear, because every time (laughs) I I go into it, I get all bunched up about it. Mm -hmm. I know, because it's addictive. Every time we eat sugar or we smoke cigarettes, we have a cup of coffee with caffeine or chocolate with caffeine, any of those things, uh, cause the brain, a little area in the brain called the nucleus accumbens to secrete uh, a brain chemical t- called dopamine, and it makes us feel good. Dopamine makes us feel really good. Like you have a lot of dopamine in your brain when you're going down to the car dealer to pick up your new um, <laughs> Mercedes. <laughs> and so, and we like that feeling, and we always, you know, want to get there because we like to feel good. So you have a little more chocolate or a little more coffee or a little more alcohol or whatever heroin, so it doesn't matter. All of this produces dopamine. And so um, that's how we become addicted. Well, when you're ready to break that cycle, actually for men and foods, and particularly the coconut kefir is so good for helping you lose your cravings. After you've been on it for about four or five days, you'll notice 
you know, I'm, I don't have those sugar cravings anymore. Um, and and then you add the other fermented foods into, and you eat healthy, uh, eat well, you know, really eating foods, and you're digesting and absorbing the foods, particularly the mineral-rich foods, um, like dark green leafy vegetables, um, you know, everything that I make, another product I make called Potent Proteins is really, really good, too, for helping build proteins that right away get into your body. We need more protein. All these things are going to um, nourish your body better. So so sometimes we crave sugar because uh, our food, just in general, we tend to eat because we're really our cells are hungry. They're asking for food. Sometimes we crave sugars because we're dehydrated. So mm-hmm. before you, if you're feeling like, oh, I need something sweet right now, before you eat that something sweet thing, go and fix yourself a, a nice glass of water and drink one or two of those down and see if you still want something sweet. If you want, another thing I often do, like when friends come to my house, I don't have a lot of sugar around, I don't have any sugar around, and they start feeling that way, I'll fix them, uh, put some lemon juice in a glass, put in um, 12, 14 glass, uh, drops of stevia concentrate, and then pour in some sparkling mineral water and make them this delicious, sweet-tasting lemonade. Well, it's hydrating, it's sweet, it's alkalizing, and they're they love it, and and it, and they notice they're not they're, they didn't want the cheesecake or whatever they were thinking about uh, before. Um, that's that's what you do. Start doing things like mm-hmm. that. So always keep some stevia around. Um, you know, hydrate yourself really well. Start on these fermented foods and eating. You know, following the diet. If you have a lot of yeast in your body, they they want you to eat a lot of sugar because you. Uh, they, if you do, then they stay alive, and uh, so they make you crave sugar too and then and people with um you know that have had a lot to drink and have um you know struggle with alcoholism they they will absolutely have a pretty severe case of candidiasis um that's true of um diabetics too for example who have sugar issues in their body that's you know they will have candidiasis as well and then finally um serotonin which is actually manufactured in your gut so you definitely want to have a healthy gut Serotonin is a brain chemical that um, makes us feel happy. And if we don't have it, we feel kind of depressed. So taking some tryptophan, that amino acid tryptophan, a couple of those maybe at bedtime or a couple in the morning, a couple at night, uh, will increase your serotonin levels. And then that stops people craving. Um, some people also can take 5-HTP, which is um, like a next part of tryptophan. You know, tryptophan converts to 5-HTP. And then the other thing is, um, we were talking about the dopamine before. There's an amino acid called tyrosine, T-Y-R-O-S-I-N-E. And tyrosine uh, increases dopamine. It's a precursor to dopamine in your brain. So if you start to take that, say say one or two capsules in the morning, then um, you will uh, increase, you know, that's a safe, nice way to increase your dopamine, and you'll just feel, you know, particularly those two together, the tryptophan and the dopamine, you'll feel so good, so high, so enthusiastic about life that, um, again, these are things that, you know, people who have depleted their body through, you know, having alcohol, there's not um, enough guidance for them on how to uh, stop drinking and stay off of alcohol. Um, And you don't have to worry about the fermented foods, by the way, um, creating alcohol. You know, some people say, oh, can I 
if, if I have this, will I be getting alcohol? The kombucha that you're buying in stores, yeah, it has alcohol, but an alcoholic con- content. But, you know, and, and all of our fermented foods, um, they don't. <laughs> but um, the coconut kefir doesn't, for example. But um, you don't have to worry about that, really. It just just do all the things I mentioned. Particularly if you do all the things I mentioned, you'll you'll be real successful in, in um, staying away from the sugar, staying away from any alcohol. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And Jerry has mysteriously gone offline. I know she's listening, but I think something happened to her phone. So she's not, but that that was excellent. All of that was absolutely beautiful. I I loved all of that because that is, oh yeah, that's the biggest problem we have. And and even when, as we're eating less gluten and wheat, a lot of um, manufacturers will put extra sugar because of the taste. And that's certainly something I've noticed that, yeah. You know what? We humans, uh, are not supposed to avoid sweet tasting things. It's, mm-hmm. We shouldn't feel guilty because we want something sweet. Um, sweet, sour, salty, these are all important tastes to us, but we just, because of where our health today, especially, we can't afford to get sugar uh, the old-fashioned way. Right. Uh, we have to use things like stevia. And and people didn't have the amount of sugar that we have today. You know, it's right. very, very addictive. So so just use stevia instead. Again. Right. And I love the whole idea of lemon water. I, I drink a lot of just fresh squeezed lemon in hot water a day, and I just love that that alkalines the body. Mm-hmm. It does, and it um, it's also got a cleansing effect, and it's alkalizing, cleansing, um, to helps cleanse the liver. So it's a simple but wonderful thing to do. Wonderful, wonderful. And we're going to head over to the phone lines again. Who do we have, Eric? Well, right now we've got Stephanie calling from Kansas City on the line. Great. Hi, Stephanie. How are you? I'm great, thank you. What can we do for you today? Well, um, I well, first of all, I want to tell Donna that I was looking at your website, and you have a lot of really great recipes online. Oh, yeah, we do. I'm I'm into food, and I want. Oh, that's the other <laughs> thing too. I mean, you can eat. You know, I, I should tell people it's a delicious diet. I forget. I'm always talking about the healing benefits of the diet. But I forget to tell them it tastes great too. And there are tons uh, of recipes in the book. Tons. Yep, in the book, those are basic, really good recipes to. Uh, have. Yeah, they look great. Well, um, I was wondering if you didn't mind trying to look at my energy system and see if you see any blocks. Um, I'm really trying to open up my third eye because I really want to try to um, really try to help my family out. Oh, that's um, so sweet of you. Yeah, I know. We've kind of went through a lot of um, family issues. My grandmother passed away and then my mother has a lot of health issues. So Aww. I you know, want to try to do what I can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you, you have a small leak in your lower back of energy. It's, mm-hmm. it's small, though. It's not huge. It's, and you have a lot of family things going on. So I think that if it were a problematic, a significant problem, I'd see a much bigger leak. Um, but it's in your lower back, right in the center of the lumbar area. It's not to one side or the other. It's just right in the middle. The the second chakra, the back of that area, is about your will and relationships. And so when I see a leak there or some other disturbances, it is an indicator to me of someone who truly wants to help other people. Maybe overhelp a little. You, know, you are so kind and generous. I'm in your org field. You're kind. You're honest. You've got great integrity. And you know maybe you don't have to help out too much. Maybe what you do is enough 
I mean, really, I mean, you're very kind. And your family actually appreciates everything you do do for them, which is nice, not something that we always see in family dynamics with people who have the ability to help others. Sometimes their help is met outside of their family line as well. Your third eye is actually quite open. Um, there isn't a lot of color in the vortex, but the chakra is wide open in the front, which is the translating part. What I would recommend that you do is to start telling yourself that you do help enough, <laughs> that, that you're very ha- you know, helpful within your family, that they're very lucky to have you. I think the more you can appreciate yourself, Stephanie, the more you're going to get deeper insight into what's going on with other people and provide even you know, a, a more in-depth perhaps answer to what their situation will be. I don't think your mother's going to follow your insight, though. Um, she might, but I, I don't think that that's one of her strengths is to, you know, to uh, go inside and, and solve some of her inner issues. So that's what I would suggest. And then if you're having any discomfort in your lower back, that should stop that leak, too, as well. Okay, great. Okay? Okay. And keep me posted on how that works, you know. Okay, that, well, I will definitely try it. Um. Now, I was wondering, can you happen to see if anyone does have candida? Because sometimes I think I maybe have the symptoms, but I'm not really sure because I pretty much eat all the healthy things that you're supposed to. And that's like I said, I looked on the recipes and a lot of those things I try to incorporate pretty much daily. So I don't know. So what do you think, Donna? Oh, does she have it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I... I am really of the frame of mind that anybody that lives today has a, you right. know, it yeah. gets passed on to our, from our, um, to, you know, our mothers pass it on to us in the womb unknowingly, and they shouldn't feel bad about it, you know, right. they just don't know this is happening. And, right. And then, um, you know, it's a naturally present organi- organism in the body. That's why some doctors will say, oh, I don't believe in that, which is, I don't know why they say that, actually, because there's journals and journals of information on fungal infections and, you know, and they develop antifungal drugs, which they spend billions of dollars which doing that. Which don't really work very well, in my opinion. No, they no. don't. I yeah. mean, they never cure anything. No. They just temporarily suppress it and it'll be back like crazy. Right. But, you know, you know, even if you don't know whether you do or not, you probably do, but let's say you don't even don't. Everything we teach on the diet is so phenomenally good for you. That you will benefit, you will become stronger, healthier, prevent all kinds of things from happening in the future because this is how the body needs to eat. It, it needs these fermented foods, it needs mineral-rich foods, it needs an 80%. One of the things we teach, we have seven principles that teach you a lot about. Um, well, they're universal principles, so you can apply them to your business, to your love life, you know, they're to how you raise your children. They're, they're just universal principles to how you understand yourself and the world around you. But I applied them also especially to food and healing. And so they always teach you what to do if you do have something wrong with you. So it's very wise to learn them. And the foods um, that we recommend are the things, the very foods that the body needs, the best fats. And but one of the principles is the 80-20 principle. And what we say is in a meal, you want 80% of the food on your plate to be uh, alkaline-forming, you know, like vegetables, cultured vegetables. It can be from soups and salads and steamed vegetables and so on. And then um, the only 20% would be, say, your piece of fish or your eggs or your um, quinoa, uh, if you're eating rice, and maybe only 20 a small portion um, compared to all the other alkaline-forming foods. And this keeps your body in balance when you do that. Um, so let's say you didn't have candida, you would still benefit from doing this. 
That's beautiful. Thank you. And thank you so much, Stephanie, for calling in. Thank you. Everyone have a great day. You too. Okay. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. And why don't we go to another call, All right. Let's talk to Itea in Bremerton. Hi, Itea. How are you? Hi. Doing good. Um, You've got a great voice, by the way. You'd be great for radio. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) Um, I have been, um, I've, I've dealt with Candida for the last, I don't know, probably most of my life, but I've, I've actively been working on it for the last several years. And I was wondering if you could, you know, just look and see if um, I'm making progress, because <laughs> it seems like I still have some, a few residual things. It's a lot better than it used to be, but um, I still have to be very careful of my diet. You know, I have a lot of food sensitivities, and, and occasionally I'll have some chronic fatigue, not as much as used to, but um, just wondering if you could see if you know, if there's any blocks or anything in my energy and, and, um, sure. I'll be happy to do that, but I'd I'd love to hear, um, what your take is on this, Donna. So, you know, people go on diets or they make huge life changes, Mm -hmm. but but maybe they don't see all of their symptoms disappear. So what do you recommend about that, Donna, as well? Um, you haven't, um, really probably really gotten there. Um, and so probably what you're, you're, is happening is you're getting, uh, at times where this infection gets, under control and, you know, the symptoms aren't showing up as much and then it'll quickly flare up and then they'll come back. That's just how it is. I mean, you you know, you did say something that I hear a lot is that I haven't been able to go back to eating other things or I'm, I'm, I'm still having to eat sort of a restricted limited mm-hmm. diet. Right. That's okay. I mean, a restricted diet, no, and a limited diet where you can't have a lot of delicious foods that are healing you, that's not good. But, you know, we shouldn't feel deprived that we're sort of, you know, our body starts saying, I don't feel good. I, I've got this problem when we, we start broadening out and eating a bunch of junk food. Right. It's a really good thing that we are on a more careful diet, you know, that mm-hmm. we're watching what we're eating and that we're putting the things in our body that our body really loves to have to make it strong and healthy. So many people feel like when they're thrown in this path to wellness, they're, they're deprived and and they're the lucky ones, honestly, because they're <laughs> not allowed. Like me, when I was growing up, even as a teenager, I already had candidiasis really badly by then. And mm-hmm. I didn't go out and eat all the French fries and the pieces that are my friend, tons of Coke. You know, I grew up in right. Georgia in the South, and everybody lived off of Coke and sweet yep. tea. I grew and up in so the South, too. And so I fortunately <laughs> didn't get to go that direction, but that's serving me well today, mm-hmm. you know, many, many years later. And it really was a blessing. Um, so don't see it as you're being deprived, you know, see it as you're really on a journey to really understand your body and what it needs. And there's a lot more you could learn because I get the feeling from you that you, when you say I'm on a limited diet, you're probably eating things that you think you're not reacting to, but unknowingly, I see this all the time. People say, well, I'm really on an anti-candida diet. And then I find out that they're having uh, like a green smoothie and they're putting kale in it because they think that's a good thing. And but the and kale, kale is going to be suppressed. Well, it's good cooked, but it's a oh. cruciferous vegetable. And so if you eat it raw, like in a green smoothie, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. going to suppress your thyroid, bring your energy down. When, I mean, not your energy, yeah, your energy, but also your blood uh, body temperature. Mm-hmm. And when your body temperature drops, because your thyroid's being suppressed, right. the yeast take over. Oh, um, okay. That, Year, millions of years ago, our scientists know that there was a fungal bloom that spread across the entire earth and killed millions of animals or wiped out at that time, millions of species. 
and, uh, and the reptiles because they were cold-blooded. And I'm loving our lost. conversation, ladies, but I'm, I've got less than a minute on the air here. <laughs> oh, so, sorry. That's Thanks, okay. Bro. Thank you so much for calling in. And that was a wonderful question and an excellent response. I agree. I think we should stick to these amazing diets and take excellent care of ourselves forever. I so agree. And thank you, Donna. You're what you, all the information you have is amazing. We're so lucky to have you in the world and the books that you share with oh, people and your you. knowledge. Oh, thank you. Maria. Thank you. I love your show. Oh, thank you. And I look forward for your uh, next books coming out um, to help people with aging. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Thanks, Donna. And joyful blessings, everyone. Until next week. Bye bye. Mm-hmm.